Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, aka Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury-level high-performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Stuart Wiggins. He's with Induna Advisors, where he offers fractional chief operating officer services and brings resources together to help scale your business. I have Gary Fredericks. He's the CEO of OnPoint Partners, where they provide back office services for small businesses. They make business easy. And I have Michael Davis. He is the founder of Speaking CPR, where he helps business leaders and speakers improve their presentations and speeches. The question I have today, what is the difference between being skeptical and being cynical? Michael, kick us off. I love this topic, Robin. And initially I thought about this, I thought it comes down to one simple difference is a cynic is negative. Mm and stays planted in his or her beliefs. Whereas a skeptic Mm. is a healthy optimist, I would say. Healthy being, okay, I'm not gonna take it at face value. I'm gonna share the other side and I may change my mind and I'm open to that. I think it's a difference between being open-minded and closed-minded. Stuart, what came up for you? Actually, I I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I think most of us are probably skeptics as new things are presented to us particularly if it's something that we're really unfamiliar with, then at least in my case, I want to learn more about it. Mm. And that helps ease my skepticism. Mm. But I think if you're a cynical person, it's inbred in you. And it's probably been inbred in you for most of your life. And who knows what happened in your past. And I'm a believer, if you think something's bad is going to happen, then it's going to happen. And that's going to lead to that cynicism that seems to exist in some people. And we all know people like that. Mm. You can't figure out why it is, but for some reason, they're always cynical. I think uh, skepticism is a key ingredient of leadership. You can't take anything at face value. You got to kind of go through the checks and balances and and make sure that what you're hearing or seeing or feeling is got some grounds and an actual fact and and can be successful. Cynics, I've been cynics. I've, I kind of switch back and forth, I think, sometimes. Mm. I'm cynical about spinach because I don't like it. <laughs> skeptical about peas, but cynical about spinach. I think that we can kind of toggle back and forth between the two, mm. depending on the topic. Okay. That's interesting that you can be both and, depending upon what the situation is. So if you run into someone who has some skepticism that may be coming across pretty negative, And what I am hearing correctly, what you're saying is if they're skeptical, you'll be able to change their mind or or give them information. But if they're cynical, then it's just a waste of time to have a conversation with them. I love Gary's idea of being a situational skeptic or situational cynic. I mean, it could be depend on the topic. Stuart brings up a good point. A hardcore cynic is going to be pretty hard to change. If it's a lifelong habit and you're not going to change that in 30 minute conversation, no matter how well, how good you are as a persuader or negotiator. The conversation makes me think about Steve Jobs. And he said his proudest achievement was not the products they released. It was the ones they said no to. Mm. He had to be a skeptic. But if he had been a total cynic, none of those new product ideas would have changed all of our lives. But that skepticism allowed them to focus on the good products. Ask someone what they can talk about passionately for 30 minutes. And I will tell you, cynics struggle with that. 
or with they with what they say is it's going to come across as cynical. Everything's going to be woe is me, or this is bad and that's mm-hmm. bad. Not really answering the question. Now you can still be skeptical and talk about something you're passionate about for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. but it might be more focused on what you're really passionate about. Whereas cynics just think that the world, they got dealt a bad hand and there's nothing that's going to change it. So I like the concept of change my mind. It's a heavier lift to change a cynic's mind. That's the way I'll put it. Yeah, I think a cynic, they hear something and that's it. That's the truth. You can't dissuade them. You can't talk them into thinking open-mindedly. Maybe this is, maybe this, what I'm hearing isn't true. Maybe it's only one guy's opinion. I know a lot of cynics that they hear something or see somebody and they say something and that's it. Never again am I going to ride a two-seat car. Uh, To me, I I don't know. I do hear myself talking sometimes and I'm thinking to myself, this is awful cynical. That fits right into my next question. So my next question was, assuming that it is fluid and you can be one, both, and, or, how do you notice if you're kind of sliding into that cynical space and how do you pull yourself out of it? I think it's what Gary just said before is you got to be willing to ask yourself versus that's just the way it is. Mm. I think it's much emotionally more healthy to say, am I being a cynic here or maybe skeptic? I don't think it's a question. We have to train ourselves to ask it, and most of us probably don't. For me, this question, I had to think about, well, how would I determine if someone else was sliding into being a cynic? And I think for me is if they were complaining all of the time about something, like a constant complaint. So if I turn that around and say, how would I notice if I was sliding into that space? It would be if I was complaining a lot rather than looking for solutions. I think that's how I would notice it in myself. I don't think it's a good place to be at all, physically or emotionally. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. If you have negative thoughts, then negative things are going to happen. I hate to use this blanket term, but I would suspect that cynics are probably more likely to be conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. as opposed to, I I, I just have this feeling that you can categorize folks that fall into that category more easily. I think that when you meet someone who displays those characteristics, you you identify it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to fall into that because I know how negative it makes me feel. If I'm giving off a bad vibe, then it's going to create a bad vibe for everybody around. I have to be positive because the next thing that happens to me if I'm not positive is going to be negative because I have negative thoughts. And I never said that being cynical was good. I just said that I am at times cynical. <laughs> it's negative. And I hear myself talking and I say, Man, that's an awful cynical view. And then at the end, I try to say, well, this is my cynical, my angry old man viewpoint. I mean, I've I've been there. I can tell you. There's just topics that don't talk to me about this. I don't want to hear it. I'm done with it. And if you push me, I'll be cynical. And you hear people like you can say a healthy dose of, a healthy dose of skepticism or I am professionally skeptical. You never hear kind of that positiveness to cynicalness. Like there's no... no I can't see any silver lining to being cynical. You don't hear the phrase healthy dose of cynicism. <laughs> and, and Stuart, you brought up an excellent point. Pay attention to your physical reaction, not just to yourself, but when you f- you're around others and you can feel it. Cynicism mm-hmm. is palpable. And it's like, I don't want to be around that. And Gary, you said it. Sometimes I can't escape myself. Yeah. So I better go do something that makes me feel better to get out of that cynical mindset. I do think that 
we have to be careful. And, and you, I think, Michael, you said it, we don't ask ourselves this question enough. We don't ask, am I being skeptical and looking for more information? Or am I just being cynical and being bitter and complaining? So what would it look like to ask yourself that question? A lot of it has to do with, you know, how you approach it. Like people that work for me, they'll come to me with an idea and I'll say, that's a good idea, but I need more information. So let's, let's talk about this. Or can you, can you get me some verification on this piece? And then we can move forward. I don't say, I don't think that's going to work. I never say that. A group, from a group dynamic standpoint, do you think that cynics tend to all kind of like stick together? I mean, if, you, if you're cynical and you look at your group of friends hmm. and if you can do the self-analysis, do you say, well, we're a group of cynics. Hmm. We sit around and complain and gripe about the same things. I mean, whereas people that are skeptical, they share ideas. Yeah. I mean, I share ideas with friends all the time. Mm -hmm. And we may agree or disagree. But then just one last thing that it occurs to me, being married helps keep me from being cynical. Because if you have a significant other, they're going to level set you. Whereas I know people who've been single most of their lives or a good part of their lives, I think they tend to be a bit more uh, cynical about life because they give themselves their own best counsel. Well, and that, that makes you ask, what's the difference between cynical, jaded, and bitter, which we don't have time to get into that at all. <laughs> but I do think that, that we've talked about it and we've kind of skirted around it, but noticing, noticing when you're being cynical is key. And I don't think that we've come up with a really good way of how you do that, except to just pay attention to your vibe and, and what you're giving off and, and the friends that you have. So that is our 10 minutes. I'm going to cut this conversation off here. Thank you so much for having it with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.